guess we're recording. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Fanboy Comics Podcast. Of course, I am your host, Clay, and today we have another interview uh, episode. We did one last month with Tony. We did uh, Justice League and the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and this week we're actually doing a book that I've already done before, but the secret thing is, uh, and Dad, if you're listening to me, I'm so sorry, I lost that episode. So this is brand new, and uh, I, can, I can share a little bit of insight from the stuff that me and my dad talked about, but we do have a guest here. We are interviewing Joe from the Comic Book Rundown, a very fun podcast that I love to listen to because you guys record it in a way that is so simple. There's small little segments. It doesn't mm-hmm. last me the entire week to get through one episode. <laughs> Joe, how are you doing today? Oh, Clay, man, I'm doing great. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me on here. Uh, yeah, th- ironically, though, when my, uh, uh, Ron and I started the show, we recorded the, the first, like, 10 episodes as, like, hour-long episodes. So yeah. we were covering the whole arc at once. Uh, then I had another friend, Pete, who suggested, why don't you do issue to issue? I'm like, that's a really good idea. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we essentially took the ten, first 10 episodes and cut them up into about 50 episodes. Yeah. So it, it worked out great. And actually, I've, it is a lot better having the issue to issue, uh, issue per episode uh, format. Uh, it works out better for Ron and I. We just sit down, we cover the whole thing, and it usually covers about two weeks. Exactly, and 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 for and for people who are having either a chillaxed, you know, schedule due to COVID, or a really hectic schedule due to COVID, uh, once one episode drops of a new arc, you're like, okay, like I I can have the entire week or Mm -hmm. you know a couple days to read you know issue by issue and then listen right after instead of like oh let me try to find enough time to read an entire volume of a story and then listen to this at the same time of doing work and doing family stuff and all Mm -hmm. so i completely understand which i'm saying i'm not saying whoever does that does it wrong it's just everybody has their own flavors and it works great for you guys Mm -hmm. i i really love it also yeah, it also works out that the episodes, I try to get them at least 10 minutes. Uh-huh. We've had a few in our crappier arcs where there's not much we can talk about. We try to pad <laughs> it out um, to 10 minutes at least. <laughs> but like we do 10 to 20-ish minutes. Um, yeah. Sometimes when we have a brand new guest on, it tends to be about a half hour because we're introducing them and they're pimping out everything. And so it, it, it's usually about 10, uh, 10, to 20, uh, 10 to 30 minutes, give or take. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, easy, easily digestible, and we have fun with it. We make fun of the stuff, which is, in our eyes, pretty great. <laughs> There's, yeah. We've had some bad arcs, man. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, and and d- dude, whenever you know, I have this the the Throwback Thursday show that I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am jumping through old uh, X Men, old Avengers stuff, like. I'm I'm picking and choosing from the Marvel app that I've never read before. Yeah. And for me, you know, yeah, you know, people can say all they want of like, oh man, this run was so good. Oh, I really like this writer. But that is their opinion. And you mm-hmm. quickly find out uh, like what the meaning of somebody else's opinion is when you read a book and you're like, 
I can't finish this. I, I, I can't do it. Like, I, I genuinely can't. Um, There's actually been like twice when I have not finished one of our arcs. And thankfully, Ron has, so we're still able to cover it. But <laughs> I just, there was a, uh, a Doctor Strange arc where I'm like, I can't. These last yeah, two ish, like, I, three uh, issues, I can't. Just recently, just recently, it was for me, I did Superboy in the New 52. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went through three issues and I'm like, nah. Nah, not not doing it. Uh, I will say it gets better about midway through, but then it gets kind of like dips a little bit toward the end. I've I've heard that it gets better, and I kind of want to just try to read it on my own time instead of on mm-hmm. the show. And Which then, surprisingly, one of my favorite characters, uh, Nightwing, I did the Chuck Dixon run. Love and I, Nightwing. I went all the way through issue like six, and like the plot was not moving no at all <laughs> and i was just like i can't do it like i love nightwing i just can't do this because the plot is not moving uh so there's been there's been books like that and then i think in marvel gosh i think i haven't oh you know what the ultimate books <gasps> the team up Ultimate Marvel team up. Yeah. I got to like issue, I think I got all the way past Daredevil's arc. Like, Mm -hmm. so the the first seven or eight. Yeah. And then the second half, I just couldn't do it. Like, it was bad. Those were rough. Um, I remember reading them, I think maybe like a year or two after they came out. And I'm like, I'll I'll stick to the other Ultimate line. Those are better. (laughs) Well, Joe, you know, like I said, we've already done this book before, technically on my show, but since the episode is lost, hopefully my dad won't get too mad. But Joe, <laughs> sorry, the hair got lost. <laughs> what book are we doing today? Uh, we're doing the Death of Superman. Um, I I picked this one because I was trying to to decide what to do. Um, something that I know on our show we're not going to hit for a couple years, just because of where we're at in the DC continuity, which is almost immediately after crisis. So I've got like a while before I hit this. Yeah. Uh, And I wanted to talk about it. This was this along with Batman nightfall were some of my first comics I ever read. Um, I had funny story. My older brother was getting these issue by issue. uh, That one and, and um, nightfall up until like three issues into night quest, but he, he got them. Had them in a box, had them on a shelf, like, high up to where I I can't get it as a 10-year-old. And I say I can't get it with air quotes because I would grab, like, a stool and grab the box down and and then read You know that, like, you grab the stool, you put your foot on the bookshelf, really hope that it doesn't break and you're... Oh, yeah. 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 Um, And, yeah, so I I read those probably for... Because those were about the only comics that he ever had with a handful of others. I read them religiously back in, like, 94 to, like, 96. Just uh-huh. every like couple months, just kept reading them, kept reading them, and they got me in the comics. This this storyline is what started my obsession that you see behind me. Yes, yes, so, I I love your bookshelf. Uh, I will say, uh, before I was allowed to get into comics, now I did buy two comics randomly whenever uh I was living with my mom. Uh, I bought a random New Mutants. Uh, or I think it was. Yeah, it was New Mutants, a random issue, and then I also bought uh, a random issue in Jeff Johns' Teen Titans run. 
Those were the first two comics that I ever bought with my own money, you know, with chores and whatever. Mm -hmm. But whenever I moved with my dad, he said, if you're going to get into comics, you have to read this book first. And he gave me the novelization of the death of Superman. I've read that. It's like the 500, 600 page book uh, by Roger Stern. Yeah, it was, it's written by Roger Stern and uh, who happened to write one of the uh, chapters of this volume. Uh, I want to say, I think it was the, uh, not Superman, it was Adventures, maybe? No, no, Action. I think it was Action. Yeah, I think it was Action. I will say uh, his is probably my favorite with, like, art-wise. And just, like, the way he is, like, like, proceeding with Superman in this arc. I think it's my favorite one. Uh, But, uh, you know, what was your first, like, do you remember when the first time you read the story was? Okay. So, like I said, it was, I was 10, maybe 11. I'm pretty sure I was 10. Um, It was shocking to me. Um, Just, again, I I knew about Superman. I knew about Batman. I knew about Spider-Man. Like, I knew about comic book heroes. I knew about comic books. Not to the extent of... The knowledge I have now. Um, so reading it and seeing this character, Doomsday, pop up and be such a foil for this literal god um, was kind of made me awestruck. Uh, and then to see him die, uh, it, I, I mean, obviously, you see that first cover or that cover of uh, issue 75 of Superman, and you see the, the cape blowing in the wind on the stick. Yeah, and you're like, oh, this is, this is interesting. Okay, what's what's going on here? And then you read it, and you see him die. And I'm like, wait, Superman can die? That's that's a thing. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Uh. You know. I like I said, I will throw in some tidbits of the interview mm-hmm. that I did with my dad. Uh, my dad was also, uh, randomly buying these issues at the time, and there was none of the solicits and like websites that are covering these things like there were back in the day. Uh, So when the idea came about that like Superman could die, everybody was like, nah, I I call bullshit. Like this, that's impossible because we mean you have had this conversation before the golden age of Superman is ridiculously godlike. He can do stupid amount of things. And for the idea that somebody's finally going to kill Superman, like it is an unthinkable thing for DC to do. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, Wizard put out a magazine shortly after, either he, I think after he died or when he came back. It might have been sometime after he came back. It was just a special for Superman. And I, I have it, I haven't read it in years, but I remember reading it when it came out. And in there, they did an interview with somebody maybe stern maybe um uh what's his name uh jurgens i can't exactly remember but they had stated i i do remember this part that superman before this story came about he was at like his peak he just was unbeatable yeah he was out of like a scale of 10 he was sitting damn near an 11 and they're like there's not there's no challenge we we need something that could almost ultimately bring him down the notch and that's where the, the idea of Doomsday started to come about. And it's, I mean, 
like I said, the article's in the Wizard special um, from 96, I think. I cannot remember. I, I, I really wish Wizard would come back. That was amazing. <laughs> um, at least like a website form or something. I love yeah. that magazine. You know, and that brings us to like our very first pages of this book. Mm-hmm. The idea of Doomsday. Because these, I don't think, like in this volume, we see them one page after another. But if I remember correctly, these were at the end of several issues. Yes. Where he, you see this arm smacking into uh, this wall and you see, you know, the dialogue somewhere else. Doomsday is coming. Unrelentling. Mm-hmm. Uh, doomsday is coming. Unstoppably. Doomsday is coming. And you just slowly see his glove start to just completely tear from the amount of force he is using to punch this wall which is amazing it's terrifying to, yeah. to, to n- like taking the idea out of my head that i do not know who doomsday is and to just see this thing like and they're calling it doomsday like slowly breaking this wall you're like okay this is clear like for us we already know, okay, Doomsday yeah. is stronger than Superman or as strong as Superman. Well, it's, uh, you, we just seeing these four pages, he's, unrel- like it says, unrelentingly, unrelentingly pounding on this wall. And you see the damage. One, two, like you said, his glove falling apart. Two, to the metal wall, metal door, whatever it is, that's pounding, that's starting to give way. Like he's just a powerhouse that, this isn't stopping him. Yeah. So automatically, you know how powerful this creature is. This thing is going to be, it's going to be badass when he gets out. Oh, yeah. And then he gets and out and he's when in this he gets giant out suit. And you see the suit, you, you, we don't really see a face to no. him, which is almost like even more terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will say, I completely forgot about the underworld. Okay, so I had told you, I think I told you before, I can't, maybe I said that. You were like, you have thoughts. Like, well, right? I mean, well, I read this, so I read it on the DC Universe app. Yeah. Uh, the, this, this time for read it. It's been years since I've read it, so whatever. Uh, but I, <laughs> I, I read the four issues of, of Man of Steel, Superman, Action, and Adventure that came out before, which had those pages of Doomsday hitting the wall. Yeah. Um, I never knew where un- the underworld came from. We had a little context with this issue, but actually seeing them show up in the previous issue of Man of Steel, I'm like, oh, okay, now I, I get it. I have those issues. I've never read them. <laughs> this is the first time ever reading them. So seeing that and then seeing that story play out in this arc, I, I kind of liked it because then we see the end, I think, in issue 17 of Man of Steel in, in this arc. So it you know it doesn't last very long, but yeah. See, but seeing what came before and actually reading that for me was a big, um, big help because it it played out or it, it explained the the B story on these single issues in the Man of Steel, in Action Comics, in Adventure mm-hmm. that I never even thought to look at, and yeah, the Underworld was. Like we, you get to meet Charlie, and and you actually see him uh, disappear into Underworld when he was just that bum that Lois gave change to constantly. Um, 
I, I say bum, but you know, just a homeless man. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and you see that he actually went down there to, because he heard the rumblings of what was going on, and how his fellow homeless men were disappearing, and he's like, no, I gotta, I gotta do something, and I know somebody that can help me, that can get Superman's attention and bring him, bring him by. Uh, you also get the story of Keith and meeting the Underworlders, trying to find his mom. And then we get the, the that play out here, and Keith Keith was one I totally forgot about. Uh, you said you forgot about the Underworlders. I forgot about Keith, <laughs> which is Keith is a pretty important character. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was <laughs> rambling there. No, no, no. It's it's all good. It's all good. And you know, we we get the small glimpse, of course, of Doomsday. He's officially out. Uh, the one part that I absolutely always remember uh, is the scene with the uh with a bird it's something that i mm-hmm. will never get out of my head i don't think ever um you know we see this bird fly into his hand and so like for a split second we're like oh he's peaceful you know for me it's almost like a, you know just because i i saw this before i read this book was uh you know a dragon ball z android 16 you know the 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 brute that might be a little peaceful nah, mm-hmm. no no not at all you know doomsday nah, just like completely crushes the bird and i will say that's one thing that i almost miss about older comics like this they were not afraid to show the violence yes. um because you know and nowadays writers do uh write out these sequences more so to like like psychologically mess with you like they'll they'll turn it with silhouettes they'll you know uh break away from like the camera angle so that way you can only imagine what might have happened uh here they definitely show you uh i think there's you know later on in the book when we'll get there uh doomsday is holding a guy's head and completely breaks it and then throws him against a beam and i'm like holy crap like yeah it, it's, he, he, it's bad enough that he broke his neck but also just seeing the panel where he throws him against a steel beam and i'm well, pretty like even, sure it has like the yeah oh yeah it's him snapping his neck oh, oh even in this gosh. issue at, at the end of the issue when doomsday is just walking past the destruction and he walks out in the middle of a highway and the semi just comes barreling on him and he just smashes the semi flips it over and it blows up like he don't care like he because he's seeing all this stuff or even like not only the semi but like the highway yeah. like he's he's crushing everybody and everything in his path because he knows that he's more powerful than the rest of them yeah. you know it, he he he's a he's a powerhouse like yeah but speaking of the semi this is where we see our first glimpse of the justice league of america mm-hmm we see Maxima, we see Guy, we see Ice, we see uh, fire. fire, and we also see a character that I almost completely forgot about. Uh, what is his name? Uh, Blood- Bloodwind? Blood- yes, Bloodwind. I completely forgot about him, and I love, like, it doesn't say, I don't think it says at all during the Death of Superman or Funeral for a Friend story arc, but in this in this book and we'll get to it when we get to it uh blue beetle gets like a small glimpse of who bloodwind is mm-hmm. 
And it's very obvious the way I forgot who's writing that issue, but they're like, Oh my gosh. I think it was Jurgens. He's he was like, yeah. Oh my gosh, Bloodwin, he's he's hurting, but like, oh my gosh, it can't be. Is that really who Bloodwin is? And I'm like, you couldn't be a little bit more on the nose with that, like at all. So <laughs> you know? uh you 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 say that. It was years before I realized who it was. Well, because I, I never knew. Again, first time reading this, I didn't know who that character was, Bloodwind or the other one. Well, see, here's the thing. I had no clue who Bloodwind was, so I literally Googled it the other day when I was reading it. When I, okay. when I showed you the picture of the really yeah. funny thing that I showed you, <laughs> we'll talk about that also. That's, uh, that's fine. Uh, I had to Google Bloodwind because I was like, I don't remember this character at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, Wiki can be completely edited or whatnot, but it said that Bloodwin has a little bit of a history with this like diamond or this like jewel that he wears, you know, like at his chest. And he's a necromancer. And so I'm like, oh, this is getting weird. And then in the middle of the Wiki, I kind of ruined it for myself, learning that he is Manhunter. And they don't ever explain it in this, in, in any of the Death of Superman, Reign, Return of Superman arc. So like I said, I had no idea growing up. It was probably about maybe 10 years ago when I actually did the same thing. I just wikied it on like one of my other rereads. And I'm like, wait, wait, this is Martian Manhunter? And I, mean, I guess I'm, it makes sense. I'm kind of curious. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely curious to see like... When, because we all know Martian Manhunter was really early on in Mm -hmm. comics. He was one of the founding members of the Justice League. We all see that famous, you know, uh, uh, Brave and the Bold. Or no, 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 not Brave and the Bold. Yes, Brave and the Bold. It was Brave and the Bold. Justice League. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. with uh, Starro. Uh, You know, he was in that picture. I I would like to know the continuity of this Mm-hmm. If he is already established. So, because if he's not, then how did Blue Beetle know about him? You know? You talk about Bloodwind or Manhunter? Manhunter. Because so Manhunter is established. He was in, uh, in my reread, current reread. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's there after Crisis. Uh, I've been thumbing through Legends, because we're going to be covering that here within the next probably year, give or take. Okay. Uh, and he shows up in there a couple times. Not nothing like big, but he's also when the Justice League reforms after Legends, you know the Justice League International that, that yeah. whole arc. He's there. Oh, and Blue so, Beetle is in International. Correct, and with it's basically this Justice League minus Bloodwind, Maxima. Yeah, I think those two because those yeah. two come later. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so Manhunter is established. My question and. I'll get to that at some point in my reread. When does Manhunter leave? Bloodwind come in? And then when does Bloodwind leave and Manhunter come back? Like, Yeah, I would like to know that. I don't know. I, I, w- I would genuinely like to learn a little bit about that. Yes. But we, we see the Austin, you know, we see, you know, th- I will never forget this just because I think it's kind of an awesome idea that really didn't, like, shoot off in the sense of like anything epically happened when happening with it but guy gardner has his yellow ring you know uh and this is the first time i ever saw guy gardner <laughs> so i never knew he was a green lantern, lantern. before this until yeah. 
years later, uh, it actually got me to the point where I did get his his run uh, of like 32 issues. I think I'm only missing one issue still, but when he was Guy Gardner Warrior, um, nice. back in yes. like mid 90s. Yeah. So yeah, he's a character that he's a bit of an asshole, but that's him. You know, that's he, just how he is. He, he is, but surprisingly. He isn't an asshole in this book. Yeah, and yes, he's he and, likes to be a, a punk to a Superman, but he also knows when the job needs to get done. I was going to say, I think, he, I think he knows the seriousness of this Doomsday character because of mm-hmm. the mayhem that he's causing and everything else. Uh, but it moves on to Superman in this interview. And the way Cat Grant is conducting this interview at this high school I think this was one of the first moments where I'm like, this would probably not be my cup of tea if it was written as a current book. Okay. And the reasoning why is now I understand the whole like, Oh, I'm not the leader of the justice league. We're all equal. And you know, trying to play (laughs) it off to like, Oh, we don't play favorites. And I'm like, it's clear today there is a leader. Whether yes, it be Batman. Whether it be Batman, <laughs> whether they try to play it off as Manhunter or Cyborg, like there is clearly a time where they're like, no, we need a definite leader that's gonna say this, that, or the other. Yeah. And yes. you know, there uh you know, we get the the smart ass kid that's like, oh, you know, uh Maxima's a babe and like, you know. Do you do you have her number or whatever he says? He says uh, I think it was talk- he was talking about fire. And, yeah, fire. Um, that's who, that's who. It how was, high yeah. does she score in the Babo meter? Yeah, it's like really. Uh, she's a wonderful. Uh, she does a, a her job. Well, hold on, sorry. Fire is good at her job and a terrific person. Next question. Yeah, he he's like <laughs> nope, like, not not gonna like. I'm pretty sure Lois is watching this. Not even gonna answer it. <laughs> but like, I, what I like about it though is, as he's like you said, as he's doing the interview, below that, as you know, the rest of the pages are going, we have the Justice League finding Doomsday and facing off against him, and they're not—they can't do anything to him. Like all this power with Fire, with Gardner, with sorry, Guy, with uh, Booster, with all this stuff, Maxima—they cannot put a dent in this beast as he's just walking across i think ohio i think is where where this yeah. is taking place at the moment and it he just tears them apart one by one well this is a part that i questioned just because in the next few pages we're gonna see doomsday completely fuck up blue beetle yeah completely to the point where they say he is comatose yes now guy gardner is a hell has a hell of an ego really strong ego but he's still human am mm-hmm. i right he is okay so tell me how in the hell does doomsday clock him in the back of the head with spikes as strong as superman and guy is not bleeding out from the back of his head my guess would be his ring he knows how to use a power ring like that so they probably had similar to like um, Booster with his ring oh, or his force energy, field. He just got a, he got a shield on. That'd be my guess. 
But that doesn't explain how he got the black eye. Doesn't explain how he got the broken arm. Um, yeah. See, and that's what I want to ask you because I mean, it is very clear by the giant bookshelf that I'm looking at right now. <laughs> uh, you know, we have read tons of books, tons yes. of comics, that of superheroes and those of not. Is there ever a time that you will be like, yeah, no, I'm not following you on that. Like, just like this moment, like there's some reality to some stuff and you have to play that through when you're reading it. Cause I hate the idea. Like everybody's like, Oh, well this is a superhero book. So everybody can heal from a gunshot wound or like everybody, you know, cause there's moments where like somebody will get shot point blank and I'm like, they're dead they're dead and then a friend of mine will be like nah it's comic book stuff we're good like we're he's fine he's fine <laughs> and i'm like the the old the old adage is if you don't see a body they're not dead true that that's both in comic books in in movies and tv if the body has disappeared if you don't see a dead body they're gonna come back a perfect yeah. example is i don't know how caught up you are on the current batman but this was I think 92 when um, punchline slit Harley's throat and then kicked her into the sewer. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, George Jimenez has been putting out art of Harley. Yeah. Is it, stitches. Is, is, I was going to say, isn't it like in nine, like she's going to come is back in like 99 two, or hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so she comes back, like she's not dead. Yeah. She, and even she punchline goes up to uh, Selena and shoots her in the head. Like, but we See, know she's but nobody still there. Can, nobody is able to answer that question correctly. Right? Like we yes. we I have asked several people. I was like, did Catwoman get shot in the head? Did she get shot in the back? Did she get shot in the side? Like so there I was think, no actual wound. Correct. It, but yet she is like hospitalized. The head. Yeah, it was made to think in the head, but but then again, then you okay. Let's look at Infinite Crisis or even Countdown to Infinite Crisis when Maxwell Lord comes in and pops Be- Beetle in the head. Like, oh, he's dead, but Catwoman's not. Well, okay. I will say, I will say, you you saw chunks of Blue Beetle. You did. <laughs> you, you did. You saw chunks of Blue Beetle just like uh, fly into fair. the air. Oh my gosh, okay. I will never forget that panel either. God, man, that that's a be- that, that story. Uh, you know, but that, you know, that started my, my obsession of getting every tie in. And that was a problem. Anyway, continue on. <laughs> but uh, we get to this question that this girl has at the school about like yes. violence. And I feel like they were trying to tell this story of like, okay, this is foreshadowing for how far Superman's going to have to go. Mm-hmm. Right. Clearly, clearly. But at the same time, it almost was like a Saturday morning special of like, remember, fighting is bad. But if you absolutely have to, good on you. Yeah. <laughs> but like, just but the it, way... It, it stuck though. Like, it, that's, this is, that interview, that question and his response, it's something that stuck with me since I've been 10 years old. I'm 37 yes. now. Like, it's, it's always <laughs> stuck with me for, for 27 years. Yeah, and this obviously it did its job, so I don't. And it's, and it's I don't true. hit people unless I have to. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, we see at this moment where Superman is answering the question, mm-hmm. it's like 
the studio for some reason. I don't know if they just did this on purpose, but like the background is black. You see like these dark circle under Superman's eyes and it gets to a very serious moment. And while he's answering this question, we get to see once again, the JL fighting Doomsday. And this is when Blue Beetle is completely just almost tortured yeah. and beaten and bloodied. Uh, black eye, um, for some reason, bloody nipple. Uh, <laughs> it, it, I just saw that. I just looked down and I saw, <laughs> okay, that's weird. That's uh, fair. But, you know, we, uh, at this point, Superman learns, okay, stuff is going down. I'm sorry. I, you know, interview's over. I have to go help. Uh, I'll go ahead and move on to one of our other questions. Uh, okay. Who is your favorite character of this story? Uh, see, other than Superman, obviously. Um, probably, I mean, Booster is an amazing character. I've, mm. I've, this is, what my, like I said, first introduction to Booster. I followed him loosely on and off since then. Like, he had a big part in uh, 52. And then from that point on, I was like, okay, I, I like this character. And I mean, because in this one, he's the one that names Doomsday. He, yes. And it was just, it's just an offhanded comment of like, Doomsday is here. And that his name stuck. But he all, and he doesn't stick around. Like he's only in this issue, I think in the next issue, and that's it. Because it's obviously these are Superman books. Yeah. And you're gonna have, like I said earlier, the B stories from each issue. So you can't keep every character in. And Jurgens wrote both Justice League and Superman at the time. So of course he's gonna put in as many characters as he can. Um, but yeah, I, I think Booster was a was an amazing character because he he he's a human being with a power ring yeah like my my only issue is that he being from the future you would think he would know what this day was and if he did know what this day was he had to let it play out see and this is kind of like what i was wondering you know, because we, we play so much into this, like, New 52 continuity with Rebirth and all that. And yes. Booster is here. And in a weird way, with with the New 52, like, everything from the past didn't happen, but it did. But not really, but kind of. Like, I really hated the explanations with, like, what the New 52 was supposed to be. Yeah. And they never really some, played around with it, you it know? It had some wonky things to it. Because if the idea was that like doomsday never happened in the new 52 there was a doomsday story but at the same time like the death of superman never happened so it did some i i remember reading it and it kind of did but kind of didn't like you said it's it's wonky um but that's but what yeah, I mean. when they did so when they did the superman doomed that was a whole different thing like it was was a virus and because i do remember them talking about it at some point in time it's again it's been a while since i've read those books the, mm -hmm. the new 52 but i do recall them mentioning it at some at, at one point but even that doesn't make sense if you follow new 52 continuity which they the whole point of new 52 was to have everything be actually brand new like yeah, it was supposed to be like the birth of yeah and so 
in my mind, I almost wanted this story to happen all over again in New 52, but play around with the idea of like, okay, boot, like, because like you said, Booster should have known this day. Well, in the New 52, they could have played along with that. Yeah. And because Booster is somewhat not a serious character, they probably wouldn't have like took him seriously and like, ah, whatever. And then it hits that much harder when it actually happens. You know, just something like that. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like, for me, I'll go ahead and say it, you know, we kind of touched up on, you know, the serious take on Guy Gardner that Mm -hmm. is here in this this book. He's surprisingly my favorite character in this story because he doesn't back down. No, he's not, he can't see. Like yeah, there's, I was going to say, there's, like, there's a moment that we're about to talk about just in this next issue where there's this whole thing with this family, mm-hmm, this yes. random family. And it's so funny when I started to read it, I'm like, oh, this is the Russian family in Justice League. <laughs> Only. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah um and because so this book this issue in particular the one with uh with the family was written by uh this one was jurgens this was another jurgens one and i'm like this is odd now i understand that they need a little bit of decompression you know one of the biggest problems i feel like writers have uh with justice league stories or event stories like this is that they try to go hard on every single issue and you're just like, let us breathe. This is the breathing moment. Well, and so on, uh, uh, adding on to that, that is, a, uh, is a, probably a, a plot for comics nowadays. You know, yeah. they, do, they, they write for trade and it's kind of obvious that they do now versus back then, back in the 90s, 80s, they were writing the story. Like they did, I mean, I'm sure they were going to thought about collecting this in a trade, but this is what, seven issues and they have their own storyline along with the main storyline because the kid, Mitch, you know, he was in Justice League. Uh, he was, his school was watching Superman's interview. Yeah. And he was making comments about, how, oh, Guy Gardner's better. Superman's a, a, a punk and who cares about him? Um and even like this one, he's being kind of a jerk to his mom. Um, but he shows up in, because these are the Superman issues, actual Superman issues. He shows up after uh, the death. I think he shows up in Funeral and maybe again in Rain. I can't remember that one. But he like his arc continues on. So I remember him in Funeral. Yes. yes. I do remember him in Funeral for a Friend. Uh, but we we see him and he is just some punk of a kid dude he he is a jerk to his mother like Mm -hmm. man dad always has soda for me why don't you have a soda for me i'm just like bro like back in the 80s and 90s dude back when whenever i was in middle school i would walk to the freaking gas station get my own soda like dude come on you have a skateboard go get your own soda exactly for real but uh, this okay. is where ice just like just slams yep. into the window, unannounced. <laughs> like just like I was like, oh shit, we're here again. Okay, cool. <laughs> Story um, continues. Let's go. And, um, and then yeah, Doomsday with his arm behind his back, smashing the the van. 
that of of that families. And it's just like, whoa. Even Mitch like comments that that he this guy's doing it with his arm behind his back. What the heck? Yeah. Uh and, but we also see Superman joins in the fight here. Yep. And he he takes the first punch in such a Superman way, like hands on his fists, chest out, and you're like, oh snap, Doomsday's yep. got his, you know, come up and's about to show up. But no, like two panels later, Superman's getting it freaking kicked across the field. <laughs> and you're like, Jesus, like what 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 is this guy? Yep. But this whole fight is where we see, like, we see this one panel when they're deciding to uh, hey, let's all hit him all at once. Mm-hmm. You actually see Guy, and the dude looks like like he his his eyes are super swollen. You can already tell, and he already, he says, "Hey, I can't see worth anything. Somebody aim my hand in the right direction." He actually he he says, "Point uh, point my ring at the sucker's ugly face." Um, I will comment that Bloodwind points him at doomsday's groin so i don't know what he's thinking (laughs) just saying yeah and you know (laughs) but this kind of like really got me to think like wow like guy for for somebody who hears all the time how much guy is a jerk and Mm -hmm. how much it's played off you know everybody everybody knows that one story of how guy tries to shut batman up and Batman punches the crap out of Guy. Yep. And everybody's yeah. like, holy crap, did he just kill Guy? He's like, nah, he's just unconscious. Like, <laughs> everybody knows that panel. Everybody. And yep. you just, you got to think, like, for a guy who is an egotistical bastard, pretty much, yeah. he knows he knows when to really get down to business. And I yeah, really he knows, like He that knows when character. to shut up and actually deliver. Exactly. Uh, this is the first time we get to see Doomsday's face afterward. They were you're not able. Gonna, they not were gonna talk about that panel. Oh, is the that one, panel the there at the bottom? Oh, yep. it is there. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I, I I texted this to you because I was just reading this and you know I can't unsee it now. I cannot unsee it. <laughs> you know, it's not until I reread books when I actually look inside the backgrounds, pay attention okay. to detail. Because for me, I'm a guy that's like, if I start a book, I'm starting it to finish it. And yes. so I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting the story out of it. And yeah, I'll glaze over the art. You know, if there's a really nice panel, I'll be like, oh, man, that's so good. But in here, I was like, okay, is there anything that I haven't noticed before? And we see Mitch carrying his baby sister yep. uh, in the rubble of their once was house. The mother is, you know, saying... Hey, you know, we can't just leave this woman here. You know, we don't want her to die. Referring to ice. She's like dragging her. And we see Mitch grabbing the baby. And this is like every baby meme of 2020. It's Donald Trump. It is totally Donald Trump. If you look at that baby's face, the the O face, everything. (laughs) I you know, I think you're, you're going to have to put that picture uh, on, on yeah, Twitter so, when this so episode drops. This episode is going to drop uh, probably at the end of, what is it, July? At the end of August. Okay. I, I will make sure to set a reminder because I saved it. I saved that photo. It is in I, my phone. Yeah, it, I still have it. So, 
<laughs> I will put it there. And I, I, I put a side-by-side photo of this baby and Donald Trump, and I sent it to you. And I just said, I can't unsee this. I can't. Yeah, no, it, it's... it ruined my day. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Oh. It's so good. It's so funny. Oh, my gosh. But uh, Okay, so yes, next, next page after we, everybody has stopped. Everybody uh, is worn out. Everybody, yep. literally, their gas tanks are on, Z, on, on E. And, they're, they're working on fumes, yep. Uh, I think the first one to go is fire. She's like, my flame can't take it anymore. I, I got to relax. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Booster says the same thing about his power cells. And then it slowly goes to Guy Gardner, uh, Bloodwind, and then they all start to stop. And this is a great chance for Doomsday to be like, well, I got him fucked up. And mm-hmm. they beat everyone. And this poor Man. fool booster, dude, he oh. straight up just like slams him into a tree. And I love how in this small amount of time that Doomsday has been on Earth, he has learned the sophisticated way of slamming somebody's head in a door. Yep. Yep. That was um, rough. Oh, yeah. No, that was definitely a rough scene. And, and <laughs> booster is, is hurting. Um, I think, I mean, we see it in the, I think the next issue, but he, um, Doomsday does see a wrestling match. So he just, he learned it early. <laughs> Back, backyard wrestling at its finest. And that also, I, I thought that was hilarious as well. Uh, but before we get there, we get to this moment, uh, in the next issue where Doomsday is flying off, right? Mm-hmm. And Superman is like, okay, the Justice League is down. They're KO'd. I need to make sure Doomsday does not make it any further to hurt anybody. And so he's like, I'm going to follow him. I'm going to follow him. To the point where this kid is like, I need to call for help. Yeah, everybody, Everybody's, everybody's unconscious. Like, the Justice League is at my house. This should be the greatest day of my life. But they're all almost dead. Yeah, uh, and Superman is right there. He needs to help me, and he's yelling. And Superman's like, "Nah, kid, sorry, nah, not gonna happen, not gonna happen." That was the and first time I read that. Exactly, like, you're that's like, "That's not Superman." What? It's not. No. And so I was like, "Is this like, like I said, is this a story that if it was written today, would I enjoy it?" Because this book almost just has the like glazed over like oh i don't care about any of the stuff because it's the death of superman story you know you almost kind of have to be like oh this is such an iconic story i love it anyway Mm -hmm. but through the years of now reviewing so many books taking that mindset into here i catch on to these things and i'm just like same oh this is rough um i i got a i got a question for you uh so did you ever read uh, the Spider-Man Clone Saga, the original Clone Saga. Not the original, no. Okay, I know and, about it. I and, okay. and I'm pretty sure everything has been spoiled about it because well, it's yeah. been so long. But I am wanting to read it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, the reason I bring it up, in I want to say 2000 and somewhere between 2004 and 2008, I can't remember which. Marvel re-released a storyline, the Clone Saga. It was a six-issue storyline which basically took the, I don't know, years worth of all four titles 
of of the Clone Saga and put it into basically a six six issue arc. It wasn't terrible, but it, it it's kind of what you're saying. Like they've took a story from the same time period because it was ninety three ninety four when Clone Saga first came out, and they updated it mm-hmm. and they they definitely took down the the issue count. It it wasn't it wasn't bad. There was a lot that they just threw away. I think there was a lot of like I remember one of those plot points was like Doc Ock dying and then becoming a, like a female Doc Ock that comes takes his place or something. Yeah. That's gone. I think they just focus on the clones and and Jackal and all that, and then obviously the end of it all. But that it'd be interesting that they did something like that with the death and return of Superman. Um, but then if you think about it, like we got that with the uh, the the uh, animated movies, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's the truncated, tighter tighter fit format than what about seventy issues, give or take. Yeah, um, and they did a good job with it. I thought on the on the animated version, and that is probably the best adaptation for nowadays that we'll get. Because well, you're I will say this if, will if, not if you fly remember. Today. Well, I was going to say, if, if you remember, there's two animated movies that deal Superman with this Superman Doomsday, which... Was the first animated movie it was. that they did. Oh, my God. I remember it. I'm like, okay, this first half was fine. And then the second half with a robot Superman. Uh, okay. Like, it's clearly... Weird, okay. It's clearly, like, the story of the cyborg Superman. Yes, but, like, but they tried to play it off... Yeah, they tried. They tried to play it off as the cyborg Superman, but at the same time, they were also trying to play it off as the. Uh, oh man, uh, what's his what's his name? Uh, freaking the, the visor. Uh, freaking, oh, Eradicator. Yeah. So it they were putting both characters together mm-hmm. in that movie, and I watched that movie with my dad. So the one person who brought me into comics, we both watched it, and well, the first thing, like within the first ten minutes. We were both watching it, and I said, I don't like his face. Yeah. Because they made him look like he was old, like with these was, creases on his cheeks. It was just well, such bad again, animation. Like you said, the very first one, they've come a long way since that one. They have like, come such a long way. And uh, it, with the, the new one coming out in August is Superman Man of Tomorrow. And that, the animation is obviously different than what we got with the DCAU. But it looks amazing. Like I'm oh, looking yeah, no. forward to that. I, I know I by the time this episode comes out, it'll be out. But yeah, I I already pre-ordered it. Um, I'm thinking about reviewing it, to be honest. Okay. Uh, but it's uh, and I think I actually have somebody in line to review it with me. Nice. Um, somebody very who nice. is very much like he is super big into animation. He knows like all the animation directors and all this stuff. Stuff that very I want to nice. learn because oh, for I definitely me, will listen to that then. When when it comes to like animation. I can tell the difference visually, mm-hmm. but like he, this guy knows like the subtle things. That's like, oh, you know, because of you see this sequence, it's a different style because of this. And I'm just like, how how do you how do you know that? Like, you the, know, the most, yeah, yes, the most I can tell. Like in my one of my favorite animes is One Piece, and they are uh, they like to do and not uh, Naruto did the same, and I think so did Bleach. 
but like they'll have like five episodes of the same art style and same animation and then like one episode where it changes and it's it's noticeable it's a different artist different director and i don't but notice see, it right away but i notice it like when they start the battle and their movements exactly it took me a while like it, but it there's, wasn't immediate but there is moments where especially in anime mm-hmm. where you'll watch that one episode and then you'll go to the new animation and you're so used to seeing the last 50 episodes of this one animation and you gloss over the new animation because you're just like, Oh, it's Naruto. Who cares? You know, it's yeah. just, it's like, boom. Well, and then, it's, and then it's somebody like tells one you episode. exactly. And like then, one episode, then it turns, turns back to the, the original style. And, and then, then somebody tells you, and then somebody tells you, Oh yeah, that was done by a different animator. And you're like, yep. how? Like, it looks exactly the same. And then you have to carefully look at it and you're like, oh, okay, I they, can tell they, the difference. Then you notice it, yeah. Exactly. Yes. So, All right. but with this, you know, we're seeing this like, this Superman that's like, ah, oh, fine. You know what, kid? You're yelling in my ear here. I'm finally gonna, you know, come save you. Mm-hmm. And then for some odd reason, Doomsday's like, nah, dude, you're supposed to be playing cat and mouse with me. <laughs> and completely just throws Superman in, well, He's he's attacking Superman, but Superman's able to throw him into like some sort of river or lake. He, yeah, or he, whatever. he shoves him down into the bottom of a, of a lake, uh, so that the the soot and the the basically the bottom of it will hold him. You know, he won't get out as easily, so Superman can go back and help the family. Yeah, and we see Superman help the family. Uh, Bloodwind is able to, you know, get up in time to help, mm-hmm. you know, raise the beams for Superman to save them. And then we have Superman going back to the water where Doomsday is. We see Doomsday destroy a helicopter. I will say yep. this. I am so glad that comics got rid of the thought bubble. Yes. I hate it so much in this book. It is everywhere. Everywhere. Knowing now, yes. When I first, obviously, when I read this in 94, 93, 94, I just thought that's how it was. And yeah. I don't, the first time I remember it going to actual, like, the thought bubbles were gone was, um, honestly, it was a Batman issue because I was big on Batman at the time. I can't remember which one. I remember it uh, mainly in Hush, but I'm pretty sure it, it happened way before that. Um, probably in like No Man's Land or something. But yeah, yeah. like it was. Thank you, thank you for getting rid of that. Because it made no the, sense. It makes no sense, and like the way Superman thinks in this book, it's like seven different thought bubbles all connected into one, and I'm like. This is almost Bendis-like, but with thought bubbles. And so I'm like, get it out of here. Yeah. Please get it out of here. Um, one thing that I had a little pet peeve about, I really hate comedy and very serious moments. It's just okay. like, it's something that just doesn't like mix with me very well. So when we see these sheriffs in this random town, he's like, doesn't that sound like the little noise that when a bomb is about to drop? I'm like... That Why? that doesn't liter <laughs> that doesn't happen. Like you'll hear a whistle, but you won't. He- like he described it you, exactly. Yeah, like you, you won't you, click it. It won't yeah. click in your mind what it is. Exactly. Oh, then he's like, then he hops out there and Doomsday's crashed their uh their and he's like, wait, bar. there goes that sound again. And then Superman comes in and you're like, no, 
Like, well, just leave he, it alone. I'll just say when he comes out, he's like, I think I'm going to need a bigger gun. Like, is, is this is this Barney Fife? Like, what are you doing? Exactly. So, I mean, it almost immediately, like, okay, you know, the funny stuff is out, like, almost immediately because it gets down to business with the fighting again. Mm-hmm. Maxima uh, shows back up. and Maxima and shows back up. Turn. And I will say Maxima is – she is a different character today. Uh, I recently saw her in Wonder Woman. She is nothing yes. like this. Uh, Ma- Maxima's another one that I didn't realize she was a villain first and then – became a hero uh-huh. yeah. I'm gonna use air quotes hero uh and then i think she actually turns back to being a villain pre new 52 i could be wrong i'm not sure but yeah it, she is a character that really doesn't fit she with, almost with she doesn't she almost has like a like a uh starfire-esque vibe in the sense of yes. like how she speaks how she perceives war and things like this. So, and now I saw her in Wonder Woman recently and like, she is supposed to be seen as this strong person, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it was just because of the art that they chose. She looked like the downplayed version of like a Kara Danvers. Uh, and okay. I was just like, ah, I'm not quite sure how I feel about it, but in here, she don't give no fucks about Mm-mm. anybody no. anybody no like she's even ready to fight superman she's like i'm trying to fight here are you trying to stop me to fight because i'll fight you and i'm yeah, just like she she throws doomsday through a through a, a shopping mall or i'm uh, sorry a, a grocery store yeah and superman's like there might have been people in that building and she's like screw you i gotta try to stop this kid this creature she's like, like oh there's there's uh she, there's victims of war all the time you know mm-hmm. And that shouldn't stop us from taking down the villain. And, you know, she doesn't think before she acts. That's why when she throws this light post, it sparks the gasoline. And there's a huge explosion. Uh, Which just levels everything. Yeah. But this next, this is the Roger Stern right here. I think one of the biggest uh, things that I noticed, because I had recently talked about it in Batman News Weekly with my host and that show, um, I love when the newsroom slash news broadcasts are brought into a story. Okay. Because there's, it's almost a narration, but it's almost like there's a side story that you need to pay attention to kind of mm-hmm. thing. And so we do see this announcer talking about what just took place because it, it works well. It doesn't work too well here because it's a trade. But let's say you were buying in the this single issues. in the single issues. Yeah, this did. plays very well with a previously on, mm-hmm. you know, type mm-hmm. of page. Something that Marvel likes to do all the time. Yep. So uh, this is Roger Stern's uh, uh, issue. I love the art. I love how uh, the presence of Superman in here is very large. You see him like really close to like the camera angle. Uh, they just show him very, very big. But again, here comes the funny in this issue with the <laughs> with car the being thrown. Yeah. And he's like, like almost like he's he doesn't know Superman exists because he's <laughs> Superman's like, hey, I'm Superman. I'm going to save you. He's like, well, if you're Superman, uh, 
uh, I must be dreaming. And, and like, like, I hope you're real. Otherwise, I'm, uh, I know I'm dead. Exactly. Yeah. And you're like, how do you not Which, know Superman is real? But he just got thrown in the air in his car by this monster that he ran into. Like, he has no idea what's going on. He even says earlier on, he's like, oh, I must be dreaming. I'm flying. Man, it looks beautiful up here. Well, I, about time I should wake up. Why am I not waking up? No, nah, this is, I think it's still a dream. <laughs> oh, Sup- Superman, you're here? Oh, I know I'm dreaming. Like, okay, I get it. It, it you're, you're right in, in what you said earlier. They're trying to, to have a little bit of levity in this serious story. Mm-hmm. And some of it works. Like, this one is interesting, but it also does help. It's an important piece where it helps Superman realize the path that Doomsday's on, and he's able to find them again. Because after the gas station blew up, he got knocked out. Him, Maxima, yeah, uh, they were just like, and, oh. And Guardian is there. You, we yeah, see, Guardian shows We up. see Guardian for the first time uh, in quite some time, I believe, as far as uh, the titles go. Yeah, he um, shows – he he's a major in funeral, I believe. Yes. And I think he, he – Because of everything – Because of everything that happens at Cadmus – Yes, because that will play a big role in mm-hmm. uh, the reign of the Superman. But we see the uh, the Lexmart. We see the giant seventy-two inch <laughs> TV that costs two thousand dollars, almost three thousand. Oh, now, this is how you know this is some old times because what's well, a tube TV at that? Tube TV for sure. Yes. Yeah. But you look for a seventy-two inch TV anywhere. None of them is going to cost $3,000. No. No. Uh, my, my brother bought a 80-inch uh, about a decade back, and pretty sure it cost him about eight grand, give Jeez. or take. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. But we, you it know. It was fun to play Call of Duty on that, though. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but we, you know, we see Superman come in, and, but, well, before Superman comes in, we see Doomsday actually absorb information for Mm -hmm. once this is the first time well this is the first instance where he starts to talk yes yes he because he's absorbing like we you learn later on that he does absorb he's learning as he's going along yeah he's he's learning as he's going along but it doesn't help that this commercial says the word metropolis like 50 million times i mean it's a wrestling commercial and so he's like he says metropolis and you know superman notices the direction later on and he's like oh crap he learned from that commercial he's going to metropolis yes uh we do get uh lex luther the second yes supergirl the 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 long red locks of hair uh, lex luther so i told you i i read the issues prior the um, issue of action was Mr. Mixiplex shows up and he apparently changed the whole city to where he's ruling everything. And the only people that knew what was going on was Superman and Lex. And it took Lex back to his previous body with bald hair, fat, no hand. And oh, wow. When, when Superman comes to find Lex, he thinks that it's still Lex the second in that Mixie just was messing with Lex and just put him in his dad's body. And so he still has to play the fool of like, Oh yeah. With the Australian accent, like, Oh yeah. 
slimy and I, I'm totally doing that bad, but <laughs> he's, still, he's still acting like he's Lex Luthor II to Superman. And then when he gets rid of Mixie, he goes back to this body. Yeah. Um, which kudos for, for Stern on that one. That was good job. But yeah, yeah. we also we, we get Supergirl whom we it's, I mean we it's find Supergirl, out later on. It's a, but it's not Supergirl. It's like the, Platoplasmic, yeah, platoplasmic clone or whatever. Yeah, I don't. I'm uh, not totally sure. It, it, she's she's like a uh, she can shape shift and things like that. I remember mm-hmm. reading that for the first time uh, in, in the this. novel. I read it for the first time in the novel, and it okay. didn't make sense because I don't think Roger Stern, unfortunately, did not explain it very well. And so there's a moment in Funeral for a Friend in the novelization and even here i think in the comics i'll have to go back to check if it happens but in order for her to see in the dark she actually opens her eyes like 10 times the size of a normal human being almost like an owl and like okay in my mind and in the way they describe it they describe it like that and so i'm just picturing supergirl with like these giant eyes you know, anime like, eyes, you exactly, think. yeah, exactly, like overextending to like the forehead yep. and stuff, and you're just like, what? What? I did not <laughs> know Supergirl had that power, but it was later on. My dad did explain to me that this was not the real Supergirl. Yeah, she uh, she'd been dead since Crisis. Yeah, and this one came in early '90s, I think. I can't remember exactly. Um, but it works very well with Lex. Yeah, it oh, yeah. It worked perfectly. It works perfectly because at the very end of this entire story, uh, spoilers, Superman comes back. And uh, they needed to have a backstory to find Clark, mm-hmm. you know. And so they use Supergirl in the comic to yeah. transform her body into uh, into Clark while Superman saves him. Yeah. And yeah, she, I she believe knew... in the... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, so she, she knew... Clark's dual identity, but she kept it from Lex. She didn't want Lex to know. Yeah. Now I don't know if that was something that Superman asked her to keep, or she did it on her own volition. Yeah. Either way, she's a superhero. She did right. And in I believe the uh, most recent animated movie, they didn't have Supergirl, so they actually used Martian Manhunter. Yes. To shapeshift, which is really funny because Martian Manhunter is in this book and in this story and they I could mean, have definitely done that but yeah. we don't like like we said we don't know the story of Martian Manhunter during this time yeah, I think I think I'm going to do a little bit of research to see what issues I would need to read to learn about that story because that's yeah, kind of interesting Yeah it's one of those things where I'm like I wanted to look back and and think about it but then I was busy with something else and I moved on and it just kind of went to the back burner in my head and I just never came back to it Yeah but we see uh, Superman wants to move the fight as far away from Metropolis as possible. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, he pushes Doomsday to the mountains, forgetting that Cadmus actually has a test facility uh, there. Yep. And there's this like weird, almost like Ewok type <laughs> freaking right? uh, society. What call, it's what they call habitat. It is yeah. these trees that they're that they were naturally grown it's like it's a tree city yeah and it actually says here there's a little side note that says the last time superman was here was in action comics 655 Mm -hmm. so uh don't know why he was there 
but it has a little side note. And I think that's really cool. Like, you know, for, we don't see that much editor's notes like that nowadays. Not anymore. And and this is, this is the first story I can think of this one, uh, Batman, the nightfall, even, um, clone saga with spider-man where they actually had these titles this story going from issue each title to title and it you know you don't you can't get that anymore you can't get a coherent story like that nowadays we'll have a batman issue like the joker war that's uh it's out and about it's going through all the batman titles but if it wasn't batman itself the rest are tie-ins and they're Mm -hmm. not actually important to the story you know so the fact that this did that and went through each issue each title and they the story worked out was mwah, chef kiss like i loved it we don't get that anymore and that's that's one thing i don't like like 90s is my my comic era which is yeah. probably not a good thing because there's a lot of bad 90s but <laughs> this like for me this is like i said earlier this is what got me in the comics this yeah. is what i love yeah and you know, uh, Superman, he starts to notice at this Cadmus facility that he may have to do whatever it takes to like take one final push to end Doomsday. Mm-hmm. Uh, he unfortunately gets knocked around again, and Which... uh, with freaking uh guardian and at this point i'm like guardian you're just bad luck get out of here like jeez. <laughs> i mean to be fair guardian wasn't there when the gas station blew up he came afterwards he came after true true <laughs> but one thing i very much did notice uh from that moment forward because i'm looking at the pages now from I've... that moment until we get to the very last page the panel count I was going to ask if you saw that. So th- this like, is something I noticed um, a couple years back on one of my last rereads. From uh, the previous issue, the Adventure Comics, uh, was it 497? Adventure has four panels each. Yes. Action, three panels. Mm-hmm. Man of Steel, two panels. Yes. Superman, it's- one panel. One panel, and it starts to go to the, the splash pages. Yep. And oh man. It's amazing. It is amazing. And it was very subtle. Yes. Oh, first time I never I never picked it up. Like I said, I originally noticed it about a decade ago, one of the last times I read this. So yeah. even I, having this story in my mind, like I didn't know. Yeah, I, I picked it up immediately uh to di- like this this past reading, mm-hmm. you know, just this week, and I was like why is it taking me so fast to read this book? Because, you know, for me, I was like, okay, how many pages is this? Mm-hmm. Okay, give or take, it's about 150, 160 pages. I was like, okay, I'm going to read it in quarters. And then I just kept on reading it. And then the second half, I was like, okay, let's see if I can knock this out. And it just like, it flew like, by. 20 minutes later. Exactly. Yeah. It just flew by. And I was like, why is this taking so fast? And so I looked it over and especially whenever I was reading those last two issues, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, you know what, you know, what intricate, you know, panel layout are they going to have the next page? Boom. Two panels. I was like, uh, okay. Next page, two panels. 
next page, splash page. Yep. Next page, splash page. And I'm just like, and what is this? They do such a wonderful job too. It's they're, they're, the story that they're telling in those two panels is so much with so little. And it's Oh yeah, wonderful. you know, because because you know we get to the point where they are in Metropolis mm-hmm. and Superman. Okay, well, if I can't throw you away, I'm gonna throw you up. Yep. And so he he hurls uh, Doomsday. Cl- uh, I was about to say Doomsday Clock. Doomsday <laughs> into yep. the into the sky, and we see Jimmy and Lois are on the scene. They're in the helicopter, uh, and you know Jimmy is like Lois and Jimmy are seriously like Superman is like taking a beating. Like they're noticing something is not right about this. Uh, this is where we see uh, Guardian with uh, I forgot his name, Dublix. Uh, Dublix, and I, I thought that Dublix read Doomsday's mind after they died, not he before. He, okay. he did after he died as well. Like almost but, immediately because it's the yep. next issue, right? They're yep. all still in the city and everything else. Okay, I remember that happening. I don't remember it happening before, so I was a okay. little surprised by that. And so we get to see a little bit of an insight of like, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, and we even saw a little bit of insight also with Maxima, like near the beginning. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, uh, Beetle, Beetle asked Bloodwind, He's like, hey, you've you've shown some telepathic powers for it. Can you reach out and find something? Yeah, find this creature. But that was another tease yes. that yeah. Jurgens did as well. He's like, oh well, I didn't want Maxima to do it because I wanted to see Bloodwind's powers, and I'm just like, want to see his range. Yep. I was like, what what does Blue Beetle know that nobody else knows? Like, what is <laughs> well, going even, on? Even Superman, I think at one point in either the Just League or Superman issue, he's like, Bloodwind's such a mysterious character i don't know much about him i hope he's okay yeah so like oh because he he teleports like after yeah, they save the family away. they're like hey you should get looked at as well and he's like nah dude i'm fine and he like yeah. teleports away and that's when he's like oh he's so mysterious hopefully he's yeah. okay and we actually see Bloodwind near the end here yep but before that we get to see mon pa kent and they're talking about how they're not really okay with how the public is showing this fight. Mm-hmm. And Pa is saying, like, these people don't think Superman can get hurt. Yeah, like, he's he's never been he's never been hurt. Like he's, he's untouchable. He's, he's been yes, he's been he's untouchable. He's been down and out before, but he's always come back. He's he's unstoppable. It, that's Superman. Yeah. And I and really like even, that. I, so I, we even get that later on when the, the WBS Chopper, copper is like flying around. Oh, Superman has fell into this building. Make sure you get a close up of, of, of this because no one was going to believe this. Yeah. Like, no, like, that just proves that everybody sees Superman as this unstoppable god, basically. Yeah. And when, when you see Mon Pa Kent, the, uh, the panel below that, uh, because Superman had just been hit into like this giant uh, unfinished building mm-hmm. and you see him moving the rubble aside. You see and Superman bleeding. You see Superman bleeding from the mouth. Yep. This is the first time you see Superman like injured, like injured, injured, you know? And yes. so you're like, Oh crap. Well, like what the hell does that mean? Uh, 
we quickly see the complete annihilation of Underworld. Like, yeah. complete, like, just like, oh, yeah, that story. Um, we, no, don't that want any, done. we don't want any loose ends to happen with this story. So, uh, yeah, they're all dead. Like, yep. just, like oh, yes, that was a B plot that we're trying to move towards this story. Exactly. Let's, let's just kill them all. Uh, and it's so weird because, like, Doomsday is this destructive force, right? He is this big destructive force. It's almost as if he goes directly to Underworld to kill everybody and it, it then does, they accidentally like blow it up yeah it does so, it definitely seems like he was cert, not even going to say searching them out but he just happens to crash through the ground and there they are and he like sets them free and they're like following him and then he's like <laughs> on second thought no you're all dead like, like i don't need it, you. it was a very weird layout of like how or the way the story moved on from this point mm-hmm. but it very much felt like, hey, that story is done. We don't really have any further stories with the underworld, so it'd be best if we kill them all off so we don't have to worry about it type of thing. Yeah. And this is where finally uh, Supergirl joins into the fight. Yep. Uh, we see Bibbo for the first time in this story. <laughs> uh, but this is that. where we also see Superman get stabbed by yeah by the elbow bone uh protrusion Mm -hmm. of doomsday and superman's hurt like superman is legitimately hurt blood is just gushing out out. Yeah. yeah uh and then we get to see supergirl's face like completely leave her body and (laughs) we get to see her real form what she looks like legitimately and that that just the first time reading, I'm like, what the heck is this? Like, exactly. On? But this is where you, like, first see, like, this isn't Supergirl. Like, that is no. not Supergirl. Who is that? Mm-hmm. And, of course, that does get played upon with uh, Funeral for a Friend. We get to yes. learn a little bit more about that. Uh, but uh, these people that Bibbo was with, I can't remember who uh, they are specifically. Emil, Emil Hamilton. Oh, that and- is Hamilton? Okay. And I don't, I can't remember the lady, uh, Hamilton's girlfriend or wife or yeah. something. I, uh, I, I remember her uh, being, them two being romantic, but I cannot remember her importance what, at the moment. But Emil has this like certain ray gun that they use to, to hurt Doomsday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he falls onto that building they're able to use these like special belts to like safely jump off that, the building. Yeah, the Hamilton belt. And I was like, that's total 90s, which is yes, great. It is. Like just like <laughs> stupid fun. And it's just like, okay, like let's just stretch the 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 value of belief right now and just like, okay, we're good with that. I mean, we're, uh, we got a giant alien monster with bone protrusions everywhere that's destroying everything. But yeah, you know, that we're gonna get hung up on these people will get hung up on this force field belt. <laughs> Nah, it'd be fine. Uh, but we we randomly reintroduce Keith yep. for just two panels, like literally just, just, just Superman being saved. And again, sorry to ruin everybody's like love for this book, but this would have worked great for the response of Avengers with everybody with like everybody saving everybody. That's what this is. That's yeah. what this is. Because Superman 
like legitimately takes time to do so much other than helping Mitch earlier. <laughs> like screw that white kid who, you know, was giving he, me crap hey, earlier. He was a, he was a jerk. It. He was a jerk. He, he deserved it. I, ha- I have to save Keith because he lost his mom. Maybe he just Ooh. didn't want to save baby Trump, but <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> I mean, so if you think horrible. about it, if you think about it, Superman is an alien and Trump is against aliens. So exactly. No, but anyway. <laughs> uh, we get to see uh, some of my actual favorite characters in Metropolis, uh, the uh, special crimes unit. Uh, mm-hmm. We get to see Sawyer and we get to see uh, Turpin. Yeah, Turpin. Dan Turpin. And he, like, the way they have Sawyer. She's just wearing the vest. Did yeah. you notice that? She's not wearing any clothes under that. And I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty sure she's got like a sports bra or something under there. Probably, Maybe. but I'm just like, I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm like, where's her clothes? Like, other than <laughs> like she's wearing pants, but like, where's her shirt? That is not like everybody has- else is fully armored and everything. And she's like, I'm good with this vest. You know, I think she was literally in the middle of just like after a workout changing it's like hey we need, we need a downtown metropolis all right strap on the bull vest. let's go but yeah. even, i mean it's funny because dan turpin doesn't have a bulletproof vest on he's just got his regular vest on yeah turpin, like but Tur- suit. he he is such but a that's badass him. that's him he is not yeah. the kind of guy that's like ah you know i'm gonna be extra safe and gonna yeah. do this that and the other <laughs> he is the exact opposite he uh, is well, like, especially he oh, he's like the heart like i would even say more hardcore than heart than harvey bullock yeah of, yes of i would the, agree of metropolis's world you know i would agree uh because even in the after the death in the very next issue um cadmus is there to try and pick up superman's body i can't remember the guy who he was talking to but uh turpin's just like you ain't touching them oh yeah. but i'm allowed to take aliens he's, he just punches them around the gut yeah it's like yeah this is my name this is my badge get out of here yeah and guardian's like that was a bad idea i don't care when uh you know cadmus does come along and they're like all right time to start shooting doomsday and they're like well what if superman gets in the way and they're like doesn't matter just keep shooting this is where it turns into the one page splashes Mm -hmm. okay Uh, so before we before we get into that uh something i want to bring up earlier earlier on when lois is trying to get jimmy from the turtle boy set she says we've got a helicopter waiting yeah okay uh the helicopter i think she said ned is waiting at the helicopter for us yeah we go to the next issue and we've got garrett flying so ned is now gone mm-hmm. garrett is this black man flying uh the issue after that we get joe flying so somehow they changed people and became a white guy with a beard Dude, I did not even notice that. In the last issue, the pilot, who I'm assuming is still Joe, in between uh, issues, had time to shave. So I don't know. It's just one of the things I saw, again, with my podcast the way it is now. That is I nitpick awesome. things like crazy. And I saw that, and I'm like, I, I, I got to bring it up. I got to bring it up. That is so awesome. <laughs> this dude not only now, changes his name, he changes his ethnicity, and yep. he has time, he has time to, to shave. shave in the middle of the <laughs> biggest battle of Metropolis. I love that it. is awesome. I love it. 
again, well, and there's there some other inconsistencies, inconsistencies I saw. Um, I won't nitpick on that. I do that enough in my own podcast with comics. <laughs> I won't do it here. But well, I did want to point that out. I mean, you do whatever you want, dude. Because, like, I mean, <laughs> I, I noticed Baby Trump. Like, that's the biggest Fair. of them. No, no, like, you know, and I mean – Yes, of course. I'm never gonna choose a book to completely shit on, like because no, that's no, no. not that's not what we do. Like even as reviewers, we don't we don't like. I don't think we most of us of in the comic book reviewing industry, or I was about to say industry, but just a community. I don't think we like to shit on books, but no, I, we- I I I do think that we appreciate the the hard work that everybody does. Oh yes, but we, we, we ourselves. We poke, poke fun, fun but and it's, we notice out of it's out of love because this is the beloved. St- like I said, this was the story that got me into comics. Yeah, I'm same. gonna nitpick the hell out of it. Same, you know, like, and you know, for you know, one of the one of the biggest ones right now, and I'm I'm sh- I'm almost sh- certain that this writer, and I'll go ahead and say his name later, is listening to not only the Comic Book Legion podcast, but is probably now going to be listening to mine. just to see what i like have to say but right now in metal death metal i don't know Mm. if you're reading it currently i Uh, am um i've got some thoughts i will just say this i'll say because i've already recorded it and i've already said it and it's already published uh death metal 2 was quite possibly the worst writing i have ever read in the past year and a half I will, so it's funny because I hadn't got a chance to read it and I started seeing some people on either Twitter or Facebook talk about it and how they're like, this is, this isn't good. I'm like, oh, it it can't be that bad. I read it and I'm confused because I thought at the end of issue one, Swamp Thing was dead, but there he is at the beginning of issue two and things aren't meshing right. Now, I know this is, a long form story. I, I'm not, I'm like, I'm going to hold my judgment. I think I even told uh, Eric from uh, legendary geek outs. Yeah. Change his name. Uh, Cause he had asked me what I thought of the first issue. I'm like, I need to reread it a couple times because I'm not like, I'm not gung ho. This is an amazing story. I'm confused because what we're getting is so far distant from what we got at the end of justice league, their run. And I'm like, how did we get here? And I know that story is coming. That's, we're yeah. going to get how they got there. So I'm holding off the individual issue review. Now, I, I, the I, will, I, will say th- I will say this. I know your opinion on Bendis. And I will say this. Not I, I will say this. By the end of the first page of Death Metal 2, I was convinced Bendis was writing this. That so, was my thoughts. So I, I, I have to say, like, I, Bendis now is my issue. That's my holdup. Yes, yes. Ultimate, ultimate Bendis, amazing. That's and the that's Avengers one of the of biggest. Bendis, I've heard that was great. This has been weird, Bendis, and I don't. Yeah. And I have I been the biggest advocate because I'm reading Ultimate for the very first time. Yes. Oh man, dude. So, yeah. like, I am really enjoying it, and so much so that like, I was conflicted with myself. Right. When I first read, like when Green Goblin was introduced in that story, and Dude. I was just like, so like I'm I'm getting goosebumps right now. Like the, I'm like the it's so line good. is amazing. It's so good. I love I and love then, the Spider-Man. And then you know, reading the today's stuff, it's just like uh so furious. Yeah, it's, it's it's 
I, Bendis, he's a great guy. I've, I've never met him, but I've heard everybody that's ever met him in real life has just said nothing but great things about him. I fear that he got, DC got him for name alone and was like, all right, you can do what you want. And he's like, okay, I'm going to do this. Yeah. But it doesn't really mesh with what we're going. No, but you said I can do what I want. Uh, okay. It, it's so weird and it's so jarring that it, I stopped reading Superman in action because of that. Yeah. And I hate that. Yeah, same, same. But I'm going to go know, back to it at some point, but that's just – right now I'm taking some break, a break. But we, we've, we see here that, you know, one page – like I said, the splash pages, uh, we see Lois is very concerned for Superman. She's, yep. like, saying, hey, don't do this. Like, you know, maybe we can catch some help somewhere else. Which brings me to my question to you. Because I know that you have – a much larger library and probably a bigger, better memory of the events that happened during this story and mm-hmm. around the DC universe around this story. Where the hell is Batman? Where's Wonder Woman? Where's Wally at this point? So I meant to look into it because I had the same thought. I know They're all Batman. there for his funeral. Like it is. Yeah, well, yes, it is the so, worst case. I will say this: this is the worst case of like you being in the most shitty situations and like trying to call some of your best friends, and they're like, "Nah, dude, can't make it. Sorry. Oh, yeah. nope, sorry, can't make it." Oh, and like you're about to get arrested, you're like, "I have one more phone call. Hold on," and you call <laughs> it, and it still doesn't work out. This Ooh. is that equivalent. So I know Batman right now is dealing with. It's either, I think it's the lead up to Nightfall. So he's being, he's running through like a mini gauntlet that Bane is setting up. Yeah. So he's already has his own little situation. Wally, I know he shows up in the very next issue of Justice League and he's talking to somebody. I think he says where he's at and I don't remember where. Uh, but yeah, like Wonder Woman is another one where she could have shown up. She probably could have done something and. I don't. I forgot to look up where she was. What was going on at the time? I don't know why she didn't show up. So yeah, and like, just I think Green Lantern was off planet, I believe. So I was going to say, how show up? How is still is still a thing? Because uh, this is before Nightfall. Uh, mm-hmm. If Guy is there, John Stewart should be around too. Like, so is is this after? Did did John give up the ring for a while? He I think did. after after uh, not Xanadu, what was that planet? Zanchi. Yeah. Zanchi? Yeah, yeah. After he mm-hmm. accidentally destroyed that planet out of his arrogance. Yeah. Like I think that I think, so he's that was the stopped. that that was the big thing. Wasn't that the big thing between him and Martian Manhunter? Yep. Yep. Oh. I never knew that until we're starting Chris, connecting dots with a freaking Martian Manhunter. Yep. Uh, until Chris. Balga did it on World's Finest with, I can't remember who he had on, but they covered um, Cosmic Odyssey. And oh, that was uh, Ray from Borderless was that Fans. Ray? Yes. Okay. So yeah, on the World's Finest, uh, they did that, 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 uh, that book. And I'm like, they're telling the story. And I'm like, that's, that's where that happened. I, I never knew. I never knew. Because yeah. I know they talked about it for years to come. I never knew where it was from. And, and then there, I had there was, to go even, there was even small inklings of it, and they actually confronted each other with it in Scott Snyder's yep. run of Justice League just here in the past uh, two years. Yep. So, 
but we we see Superman is ready to like he is ready to die this, at this, this point. Well, this picture uh, I don't just before he slams in the doomsday of him after he gets done kissing Lois and saying his goodbye, saying his you know I'll always love you always, which is very important yes. for later on. Um, this picture of him flying off it's a great picture it is so good exception of lois being looking weird but this is a great picture of him just flying off i think the worst one is the very next one because like the proportion of his body just is very weird with how he's attacking him it he slams into him yeah it like i understand what they were going for it just like i guess the What's what's the word I'm looking for? The technique of how to draw that wasn't really perfected until yeah. like just here recently. You because know? this is still page to panel. Like this is still them drawing it out. Yes. The digital didn't come for another probably decade yeah. before they started doing everything in, in on digital. And then I mean artists even, nowadays still even, draw even, it, but even further than that, I think digital didn't really come out until about twenty ten, like two thousand eight, okay. so, maybe. Uh, but I think mostly 2010 was when digital started to really move forward. Was started yeah. pulling forward. Yeah. So, but great. the next pages, dude, the overall just like fight between the two of them. Like uh, these would all be one. Like having all these pages just on the wall. Yeah, like, it'd be I, as I've, posters would be amazing. I have I have met jerry ordway who helped jurgens during some of these things mm-hmm. and i will say i love the guy he's a very like peaceful quiet dude um he is such in retirement mode yeah because i met him and i was like do you think you could do like like a small little sketch here and there and he's like uh no no <laughs> like, i'll sign something for you but like he's 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 very much in retired mode he's like i did that for years i'm done uh you can buy one of my sketches or you can you know just give me i can just do a signature yeah but not a sketch that's fair (laughs) no that's totally fair and i totally understand it but like i was super surprised by the answer i will i will say that it was so funny though (laughs) uh but we get this you know this glorious sequence of the blow for blow for mm-hmm. Doomsday and Superman. Uh, you know, the reflection of Jimmy's uh, lens to see uh, that is a final, the final hits between the two of them. Yep. Uh, but we see Ice and Bloodwin show up at the very last second um, saying that they were late. And I think that hurts even more like knowing that they were in the city. Yep. Like just, moments couldn't of being the there. And I'm just wondering, would they have been able to like do something to where Superman could rest a little bit? You know? I think if they had shown up, it had to have been a significant amount of time. Because he was like that those when they were going blow for blow, like he was already at like running barely on fumes. Like he was almost out on those out of energy on those last couple couple of hits. Yeah, and they in, had to have shown up when when he they got into Metropolis proper the first time. Yeah, because there's just no way. Yeah, no way. and we we see Ma and Pa they're embracing each other, mm-hmm. and I don't have the version that has the trifold, uh, so I have to. Those are all look. those are all single issues. 
yeah. Uh, yeah. So I have to go between pages. But I love that trifold. Dude. Where you, you see him, like, embracing – they're embracing Superman, or Lois mm-hmm. is embracing Superman, and then you flip it, and then he's, like, lying there dead. Yep. Oh, it's she's so crying. much harder. You, you see the flag. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps right now, and just – it's amazing. Um, I will say – Anytime I watch the Death of Superman animated movie, the, the newer one, because mm-hmm. I saw it when it came out originally, and then I watched it again when uh, the Reign of Superman came out, I went to theaters. Theaters, yeah, Regal, me and my brother did Regal the had the thing. fandom event. Um, and, he, and then I rewatched it again here recently when uh, Apocalypse War came out, uh, just did a whole rewatch of the whole thing. Superman dying is still the only scene I cry in. Yeah. Like I still, I still tear up. I can't, it's because it takes me back to when I was 10 and I first read it. It's yeah. It, and they did such an amazing job. It was almost picture perfect. Now you may be able to, because you, you said you read the issues that were leading up to this whole story. Mm-hmm. Um, the very first pages of the Roger Stern novelization of this deal with John Henry Irons. Yes. And we get a little bit of him during this entire fight in the novelization, but we don't see it here in this first volume. We don't he see didn't... we don't see Henry again until maybe near the end of Funeral for a Friend, and of course, majorly in the reign of Superman. So he shows up in uh, Adventures Five Hundred for the first time when he is bursting out of the ground, holding the hammer. Yeah. Wondering where Superman's at. He did not show up before. Um, and they played it off like he was a construction worker when they did the backstory, like uh, in Man of Steel, I can't remember the exact issue, 20, maybe 21. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I was, I was this, I was doing, I was, I was uh, a construction worker. Uh, I heard Superman was, was in trouble, so, and he, helped, he saved me, so I was going to go help him, but I got buried. Um, yeah, we don't. This, the first time we meet them is act, uh, Adventures 500 when they do those two page of all four of them. Yes. So. Okay. Which, okay. Which um, I didn't know. Again, listening to Balga on World's Finest, and he did. I think it was he recently when he did Reign of the Superman, and he was talking about uh, the backstory and how the titles went on hiatus for three months so yeah. that no, people that was, would not get the solicits. That was the big Superman's thing that my, back. that was the big thing with my dad when I first did. Cause like I said, in the very beginning of this episode, me and him mm-hmm. talked about uh, the aftermath. Um, he said that this was not only a comics event, this was a world event. Yeah. Uh, the death of Superman made news stories mm-hmm. um, because one of the biggest things was the fact that this almost brought like a new breath of life inside comic shops uh lines lines were like out the door on some shops uh what what were your thoughts on it like what do you mean yes or no it's it's amazing the problem is that because they did this people thought the deaths of superman was gonna send them to college they thought they'd buy this issue Superman dies. Oh it's yeah, be that is thousands, that of, is thousands true. of dollars. That is true. And I think I can find 
the poly bag for like 10 bucks on eBay. Yeah. See, so I, for, for a year and a half, two years, uh, I was working at a comic shop here, uh, recently. And I, I mean, I'm not going to toot my own horn saying that I'm like superior in all of these different things about knowing about comics, but I knew everything, you know, here and there. I I knew some things here and there. You knew enough. But but I learned a lot about the value of comics. Yeah. Um, I don't have the most recent, but I do have, you know, comic book price guide. I know how to value books. Uh, That was something that I needed to learn in order to move up in my comic shop. And so I quickly learned about the people who just try to play off of the value of these things. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, what are they called? They're called... Uh, Not cal- scalpers. They're... Um, I can't... Uh, we used to call them something like specifically. Um, but they... These people will learn about big events in comics mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh, I need to go buy that issue. So that way I can go sell it for 30 times more than what it's selling. Yep. It's the one thing I hate about comics. It is the yes. number yes. one thing I hate about comics because nowadays uh, most, if not all of comic shops are all mom and pop shops. I, mine, the two and I have here are so pop. Because of that, they have the right to do whatever they want once they own those books. So once they buy those books and they are at their shop, they can decide, oh, well, if that book is selling for that much on eBay, let me take that off the shelf and let me sell it for the exact same amount. Mine, the one that I have a pull list at, they, they've done that in the past um i'm trying to remember the exact issue i think it was i think it was the walking dead uh 193 the final issue yeah the surprising um, final the issue. one yeah. that that kirkman is just like nope this is it this is yeah. a triple issue it's done <laughs> um they anybody who I, and i wasn't one of them but anybody who pre-ordered it got, got that it issue for that at price the two dollar or three dollar price but then after like five days they up the price to like 10 bucks, which again, fine. A little annoying, but yes. it, you do what you got to do. Like I, I've also known them to pull a couple issues down and then put them up on eBay for a little bit higher than they should be. It's again, oh, I no, grew like, I've, stuff, so. I have learned, uh, I've seen shops like the introduction to the Batman who laughs. Uh, and I think that you and Chris from Squadcast uh, recently talked about uh, Batwang. You know, yes, yeah, uh, like that I, was one of the worst. So I looked I lo- out and I got the. I, I was at the shop that day. I'm, I'm like, I heard this book was going to be good. I'm like, well, I mean, I guess I'll buy it, not knowing exactly what was going on with it. And so I bought it at cover price at like six bucks. And I'm like, okay, fine. I bring it home. And I was like, I'll wait till all three issues are out to read it. And then later on that day, I saw the newsreel on one of, one of the Facebook pages saying, Batman shows his dick. Book soars off the shelves. Like, the fuck? 
Yeah, like it's it was it was absolutely bonkers, and you know the the whole concept of that uh, really just like tears you apart. Whenever yes, when you're Especially just like because the ones who bought it, they don't they don't they didn't read it. They don't care. So, exactly. They bought it to turn it around to sell it for a hundred dollars. Dude, I knew so many, and I'm not gonna say names in case my old boss is listening, but I know Fair. some of my coworkers that were like allegedly <laughs> I, I know some no i, I will go ahead and say it. I, there are some of my co-workers that's that straight up said oh i made this much off of them this past weekend and i'm like Ugh. dude why like do you know why i bought it i bought it to read mm-hmm. but i bought it because that same month jim lee was gonna be at our local convention and i wanted him to sign it and i wanted it to get graded it is graded at a nine four right there. Nice. And it sucks because along with my grading, uh, the shop that I worked at got some of theirs signed and graded and they came back tens. And I'm like, you mother, you probably switched mine. You son of a gun. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, they had uh, two tens that they, they, they stayed Man. there for a while, but they eventually sold. Tens but are hard yeah, to find. Man. Oh yeah, they are super hard to find. I've I've got one graded comic, and actually, ironically, it's Man of Steel number eighteen, first appearance, full appearance of Doomsday. Uh, I bought it. Off that my is brother. the. That is the one Same. where Dooms is that where Doomsday is, is walking out of the, the. It's where he smashes out of the the crate. Yeah, thing. and he's kind of like with his fist like up yep. front or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know and. You're right. You're absolutely right. People thought this story was going to send them to college. They thought mm-hmm. that they were going to make bukus off of it. And it didn't. But, you know, it's, it's still a very important story to the Superman world. Well, not just the Superman world, just the DC in general. Yeah. Um, because in Blackest Night, they play off of this. Superman was... He wasn't the first one to die. That honor goes to Barry Allen in Crisis and Kara in Crisis. But oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the first one to come back. And I think in Blackest Night, Necron says that because of Superman, he left the door open. That's why when all these heroes died, when Ollie died, when Barry died, well, I mean, Barry, like I said, Barry died before, when Hal died, mm-hmm. they came back because they could the door was open yeah you know and so it's an important story to the dc universe and it lives on to this day what did batman say to uh to superman in infinite crisis Oof. he, he told him that the, the most only important, the most important thing you've ever did was was, was dying, was dying. Like, yeah like it's, it's i remember that quote story. so well it's so it's, crazy well, and that's right when they were all like hating each other yep like the 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 DC comics at that point was so dark um, and it just came out like we need to fix this. Yeah. If the crisis was that was trying to fix it, it didn't really do so well, but didn't fix it as well. I should say. Now, you know, uh, I asked you who your favorite character was in the story. Now that we're finished, who do you think your least favorite character of the story was? Mitch. <laughs> he quite possibly annoying. i th- i think so you know i was gonna say the exact i mean well hold on, hold on hold on so mitch definitely it's borderline with his 
Trump baby sister. Um, <laughs> sorry. No, Mitch is Mitch. Uh, I would say he's not least favorite is there. He was, he was more like uh, annoying because he's sitting there praising guy Gardner every single chance he got while Superman is trying to save him. Yeah. He learned the error of his ways. We see that in funeral for a friend when he comes back, but he just, he didn't understand what was going on. Like when Superman took the punch from doomsday, he's like, Oh, the, the big glute was probably too stupid to duck. Like this guy is destroying everything. He, you just saw him throw another superhero through your window and, and completely gonna, destroy your house. Yeah, and you're well, that was kind of Superman. Uh through. But yeah, he like you you're still gonna dog this superhero, this other superhero that came to save you, that came to help you. I, he and I get that just that's his story. That's and he's only and, in there for like three issues. And he very much is a character that you know, hey, we have a kind of redemption moment for him. Yes. Uh, so I completely understand that, but in this context, like he is the least, like yeah. he is my least favorite character. Uh, yeah. So you know, there's always, you know, like we said with the question, you know, and answer part of the of the interview in the book with that girl questioning Superman with the whole violence thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you grasp anything from this story? Like, was there an underlining, like, hey, this is what we're trying to tell you, type of lesson or anything when you read this um nothing that stuck out to me i i mean thinking back maybe don't put your heroes on a pedestal because they can easily get knocked down but the story was designed to do that like like i said um from that wizard magazine superman was at his peak strength his peak everything and they needed to bring him down they need they needed the character that could go toe to toe and somebody knew like you know you have dark side who could who could definitely hold his own against superman but he has no reason to come to earth no random reason to come to earth like he the only time he'd ever come was i think the last time he showed up was dark, uh, cosmic odyssey and that yeah. was to save the universe i don't remember it's been a while since i read that one um <laughs> A couple months at least. Uh, yeah, so they, they create this this character, which we get a backstory with Doomsday later on. We find out where he comes from and why it seemed like he had such a hard-on to go after Superman. Um, I, I don't know if you've read... Oh, what was it? Was it Hunter, Prey, Superman, Doomsday? I... Because that's a three-parter, right? Yes, I own the first two parts. I have yet to find the third. I've Ooh, okay. never read it. Okay. Now I'm pretty I, sure. I I'm pretty sure the three of them are on DC Universe. I haven't. I checked. believe so. Um, I know it's collected in. Sorry, I gotta look at my. Um, there's the Superman Doomsday Giant um, collection, which has. The three of them, it's got the Doomsday Annual from 95 or Year One from the 95. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like a couple other Doomsday-centric stories. Because isn't there like one, because I, I own a random issue. Because for me, my, one of my biggest goals, okay. one of my biggest goals that I don't think I will ever be able to finish, uh, 
I wanted to collect whatever comic has Superman on the cover. Oh, every com- every comic that has Superman on the cover. Okay. Uh, but there was this one issue that I saw that had everybody wearing the Dooms, uh, the Superman, the Death of Superman uh, band. band. Yep. And it said Doomed, and it was like part one of whatever. I've never even looked for anything else, but I just remember that story. Uh, I would have to look into it to see like what that is about. So. I, I know that a lot of stories branched out of this because, like you said, it's was a, it was it a Superman or was it Justice League? Uh, you know what? I think I have it in my comics. What is that stupid? Oh, that, sorry, that's you know for our friends. This this one is the one uh, that I was thinking, but I don't think that's it. Yeah, I no. That's the one I was thinking of. I genuinely don't know where my phone is that's hilarious but uh <laughs> i i have this uh this app uh i almost forgot clz what yes clz yep. i need yep. to look I back at, i need to look at clz to see if i can find that specific issue okay you may have to you'll have to send that and, and i'll and me. i'll send i'll send it to you later yeah but uh because i know we're encroaching on two hours here and <laughs> we only played well, for an hour i uh <laughs> I I have just one more question. Of course. Uh, and I'm I'm sure it did, but did this book take you by surprise when you first read it? Like, was it exactly what you were expecting initially? Was it like more gruesome? Was it kind of tame? Like, what did you expect from this? And did it like genuinely have a jaw dropping moment for you? So for what I can remember, because like I said, I read it when I was. 10 or 11, so mm-hmm. 20 plus years ago, 27 years ago. Um, it, I, I didn't know what to expect because it was titled Doomsday. Like it, Doomsday was prevalent on every single issue. Yeah. Uh, up until issue 75 of Superman, where it was the flag. Um, so once I saw, like I said earlier, once I saw his death, that did surprise me. For a 10 year old me, 11, 11 year old me it lived up to the hype for the time yeah and i like i've said earlier i've reread it a few different times uh there was uh, i can't remember maybe a decade ago where i did a reread of the whole continuity from crisis to new 52 and i got i didn't have as many as i have now but every <laughs> book i could find uh from the library and what i had i'm like all right i'll read this i read it in chronological order that's insane it took me a couple months not gonna lie um but i also had a lot of time (laughs) i was freshly divorced i was i had i had time you know what are you gonna gonna do um it so it still even then lived up to the expectation Uh uh-huh because it i think i will also just breeze through it because it was a story i knew a story I'd read numerous times, so I'm I didn't study it as much as I do nowadays with what I what I do with the podcast, my podcast, yeah. and how we actually are intricate in what we do and and how we go over the issues. And even when I read it for this time, my my way of reading the books has changed since I started my own podcast. Yeah, um, to, it doesn't live up now. It does not live up to what it used to be for me. 
it's still a wonderful story. I'm going to love the story till the day I die. But I am, like I told you with um, the, the ever-changing helicopter pilot, it, my view of it has changed. And it's still good. Like, I'm not going to say bad things about it because it's still, when you read this with the other stories, with Funeral, with Rain, with The Return, it's a great story altogether. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I love the story. It's, it doesn't hold up like it used to when I was younger, but it's still a great story. So, because I'm a complete moron, uh, oh. I'm asking you these questions off of my phone. So my phone was right in front of me the entire time. Uh, so the book that okay. I was talking about was Superman Day of Doom. And it's not even oh. number one. It's uh, yes, it's number three. But it says Superman Day of Doom, Funeral for a Friend. So I don't know if this actually like ties into the story. But uh, it's, uh, it's written by Dan Jurgens. I'll say show me the picture. Because I could tell you if it is or not. So... Okay, I think, huh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Huh. So it just ran, like, I found it at the shop that I was working at, and I was like, I've never seen this cover before. I was like, I I know Day of Doom, like, that storyline sounds familiar. I've never seen that cover. That is kind of a badass cover. Yeah, it is. I just love, it's black and white, and, you know, with a little shade of blue, and it just has the prominent wristbands that mm-hmm. they put on their arm. Or the armbands, yeah. The armbands, and it just has the Superman symbol. So it, it looks really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, I will say, uh, unfortunately, the comic didn't catch me by surprise because I read the entire novelization of the, the... The novelization is called The Death and Life of Superman because mm-hmm. it starts off the moments before we see Doomsday going all the way through Reign of Superman. So you get the entire story in the novelization yes. rather than this, just like the death of Superman than another book being the uh, funeral for a friend and the other book being Reign of Superman. It had everything collected into one novelization. It was really, really good. I recommend anybody buying it. If you can find it, buy it, read it. I, it's, I've got it on my shelf upstairs. It's been years since I've read it, but I do remember, remember finding it and reading it and loving it. Now, one thing that recently came out that I want to buy physically and I, I would have to do it secretly. So my wife doesn't know, but <laughs> the, I did um, thing. <laughs> the, the omnibus of yes. the death of Superman story. Uh, it had just been either announced or it had just come out whenever I did the interview with my dad on this story. And he's all like, Oh, that's, that's a thing. And like right in front of me, he's just like, purchase. And I'm just like, God dang it. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, man, you know, I really enjoyed this talk. Uh, had this a was lot awesome. Of good fun. Yeah. Uh, maybe in the future, uh, we can cover a Funeral for a Friend because that definitely gets emotional. Um, yeah. Uh, there is a lot of guest speakers at his funeral. Um, we get to see the heroes that were not there to help him uh, to begin with in this fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I will say 
uh, one of my favorite parts of Funeral for a Friend is when there is a terrorist that is planning to ruin the funeral and yeah. Batman strings him up and he says, I, I remember this just because it's such a badass moment. He said, if you were in Gotham and on any other day, I would beat you to a pulp. But this is Superman's day and this yeah. is Superman's city. This is his city. So I'm going to let do you it this go. way. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I, you know, that is going to be a fun story to go over. Um, but yeah, I would love yeah, to have I'm you back. Totally, I'm totally down. Like I, I've, I've got, like I said, I've got the issues. I've got the books. I'm totally down to cover it. Sweet. Now well, when uh, we get to rain and return, that might be a little, a little different because <laughs> I know I've got one where it's all combined, one trade where it's all combined, but now I got another two trades. So we'll figure that one out when the time comes. <laughs> but uh, Joe, where can they find you, man? Where can of our course, listeners uh, find you? Uh, I am on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter at Comic Rundown and Instagram at Comic Book Rundown. Uh, the podcast, Comic Book Rundown, we, um, we talk about, like I said earlier, we do one issue, one episode, 10 to 20-ish minutes, and we nitpick the hell out of it. My, myself and my uh, best friend, Ron, and we have guests on clay you're gonna be guesting here within the next couple months and that ish that will probably come out i don't know when i hold it <laughs> we, we record and i hold the episodes for a while so and hey, I it's go, smart it's smart to do it dude if, if it, you're it able works. to plan ahead and because especially if you have to plan ahead with how y'all are doing it with you know the books currently mm-hmm. you know one issue one episode and you're planning on future arcs to begin with especially in this time of covid whether you know your city's shut down or it's not mm-hmm. schedules can be unpredictable oh, so yeah. oh, very gosh. very I've, smart to i've to had plan i've had a way. few times recently in the, this just year alone where i had people scheduled and something came up so they couldn't make it we still did those issues because we had already Ryan and i had already yeah. read yeah um i've actually i've got everything planned up to i have everything planned and scheduled up until the end of september You'll be the first one in, in October, which we'll do that. We'll figure that out because I still have no idea what we're going to read. So yeah. we'll, get that, we'll get that figured out eventually. But yeah, like it's, I've got um, everything planned and every, every issue planned from now until to come out until the end of October. Nice. And then I even have our December and January's somewhat planned because we're going to be covering, I think I told you when we had the big um big uh, uh snyder cut discussion oh yeah the, yeah that we're doing the origin stories the first appearance stories of our heroes yeah uh, i've got a list ones. <laughs> i've got a list of 15 of who we're gonna be covering so like we're gonna be doing like flash superman batman spider-man x-men captain america like it's gonna be rough <laughs> not gonna lie um but yeah that's that's coming down the pipe um but right now, we, we release every uh, new episode every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, we also have a, another uh, segment that I like to call Chitty Chats, where it's, I have guests on. We just talk for an hour about whatever. Uh, I've had both Chris and Jordan on from DC Comics Podcast. I've had friends from the Wreck My Podcast on. I've had just regular friends from other, uh, uh, just around here on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just a fun little breath of fresh air to talk about whatever. And that comes out whenever we record one, usually between arcs. 
Uh, and then coming up in the future, I say in the future because I haven't put the date on this yet. Uh, Ron and I are going to be going over comic book movies. Oh, and that's we're gonna gonna be, be fun. We're going to be reviewing movies similar to how uh, Squadcast Films does theirs on their Patreon. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm yeah. going to be stealing a lot of stuff from them. So <laughs> tell them. Um, I mean, not just them. I got other film review podcasts that we everybody everybody does the same thing. You really can't steal from anybody, but um, yeah, that's gonna be coming down the pipeline. We're gonna do uh, like one one time it'll be DC, then it'll be Marvel, then it'll be other comic movies, comic uh, properties. Mm-hmm. Then it's gonna be video game movies, and then we're gonna do animated. So we've got. I've, I'm trying to get things lined up to get that coming going. I think that's gonna release twice a month. Um, I've got a, I've got a full plate of things coming out. Hopefully by the end of the year. So nice, very nice. Please listen, comic book, comic book rundown. Um, we'll have a good time. If you don't like us, leave a review and tell us you don't like us. Just give me a review, <laughs> please. I I will say, like I said, uh, you know, I have plenty of podcasts that I have on the weekly rotation, and mm-hmm. it is so nice to have one that isn't over an hour long. Just so that way I can just push in another podcast in there. Because for me, I go to, I go to work and just because the way my work works Mm -hmm. is I actually get to listen to something. I have headphones on my ears because of the loud engines that are always around me. And I'm, I can legitimately listen to these podcasts and without it, I'm not really allowed to look at my phone. So I'm not able to really do anything other than listen to stuff. Yeah. So it helps pass the time. So I, if I can crunch as many as I can in the eight hours that I'm there at work every day, it's really, really nice. So yes. to be able to possibly have two or three of yours lined up, I can quickly get done with it within the first hour of me listening. Yep. And I can listen to the next four hour podcast that's right afterward, you know? <laughs> so, oh, you must be uh, talking about weird science, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry, those guys, those no, guys are great. We, I started listening I, to them again I, recently. I, so I, I love awesome. Jim. I love Eric. They're, they're great people. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But, but thank you so much again for, uh, for coming onto the show. Today, Thank, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be dropping this on a Wednesday. So all you guys who are listening right now, I will see you guys tomorrow for the Thursday show. See you guys later. Bye.